Hello, and welcome to episode 6 of Thaisi Books, news and views about Thaisi literature from the world over. I'm your host, Jenny Bat. Thank you for tuning in. In today's episode, in addition to the usual roundup of new notable Thaisi books, stories, poems, essays, interviews, awards, and more, we have our monthly segment, Five They See Faves. This involves writers sharing how five favorite They See books of theirs have influenced them. No questions or interruptions from me, just the writer and their words. Today, we have Rani Shah, who has a new nonfiction book out called Wisdom from a Humble Jellyfish. So settle in for a listen. And now here are some more books by Desi writers coming out this month. All the titles mentioned in this new books segment are in a handy dandy list online at bookshops.org, which benefits local independent booksellers directly. This is a US-based site, so my apologies to non-US listeners, but you should still be able to see the list of all the 2020 books at the link in the transcript. First up, Banu Kapil has a poetry collection due out in the UK this month titled How to Wash a Heart. It's her first full-length collection and focuses on the immigrant experience. Next, we have uh, Dr. Ali Khan Mehmudabad, who has a book out titled Poetry of Belonging, Muslim Imaginings of India, 1850 to 1950. It looks at the literature and poetry of that time period to explore how the North Indian Muslim identity was articulated, negotiated, configured and expressed then. And third, we've got Pramod Nair, who has a book out titled Indian Travel Writing in the Age of Empire from 1830 to 1940, which looks at a variety of travel narratives by Indian kings, evangelists, statesmen, scholars, merchants, leisure, leisure travelers, uh, and reformers. And that sound, you know, sounds very interesting. Next, we have some new notable stories and essays from magazines and websites. I know I'm not getting them all, so if you know of new stories, poems or essays published online by Desi writers, please share them by tagging the Desi Books Twitter account. Thank you. First up, we have Zakir Hossein Kokan has a poem titled First Draft. It's up at Southeast Asia Globe. It's translated by Deba Brota Basu, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, but if you've been following the news, um, it's about the living conditions of migrant workers in Singapore during this COVID-19 crisis. Samim Siddiqui's story, Airbody, which was published 
last month in Clark's World magazine is now available to listen to in audio format on the magazine's podcast. Ashini Desai has a story titled Bleeding Heart in a new anthology titled Not Quite As You Were Told, an anthology of unforgettable women. I'll link to it in the transcript because it's available online. Zina Yasmin Fulehan writes about Rokea Sakawat Hossein's 115-year-old short story, Sultana's Dream, a Feminist Utopia, over at Plowshares. And there's an excerpt from Arundhati Roy's latest book, Broken Republic, over at Scroll. In notable new interviews and awards. First, we have Maya Schambag Lang talking with Sari Botten at uh, Literary Hub about her new memoir, What We Carry. Also at Literary Hub, Sopan Deb talks with Maris Kreisman about his new memoir, Missed Translations. Padma Vishwanathan talks with Miguel Conde at Words Without Borders about her translation of Sao Bernardo, a classic novel by the early 20th century Brazilian writer Graciliano Ramos. Michael Ondaatje talks with Amanda Dardanis at Athens Insider about his latest novel, Warlight, and a lot of other things. Uh, Janica Oza wins the 2020 Kenyan Review Short Fiction Contest for Fish Stories, and you should check out what the judge, Misha Rai, says about it. Uh, the link will be in the transcript. In uh, new calls or requests for submission, the Zenat Haroon Rashid Prize is open for non-fiction submissions on the topic of women and Pakistan until June 30th. Writers must be women above the age of 18 who are Pakistani or of Pakistani heritage. The submission can be memoir, biography, narrative or polemical essay. All entries must be original, unpublished works of no more than 3,000 words, and the winner gets a cash prize of rupees 100,000, which is about 624 US dollars today. And there will be more details at the link in the transcript. In today's Five Desi Faves segment, we'll be listening to Rani Shah sharing her favorite Desi books. Rani spent a good part of her childhood imagining she could talk to animals. She's the founder of First Class News, an online South Asian American satire news site, which you should definitely check out. It's really funny. Her energy sources, she says, include chocolate chip cookies, making Gujarati jokes, and, quite literally, the sun. 
She lives in Brooklyn, New York. And here's a bit about Rani's book, Wisdom from a Humble Jellyfish. We need look no further than nature, from the habits of the porcupine to the sunflower to the wombat to the dragonfly, for simple and small things we can do to slow down, recharge, and live more thoughtfully, lovingly, and harmoniously. Wisdom from a Humble Jellyfish is at once charming and scientific, packed with essential wisdom and practical tips worth borrowing from our plant and animal friends for life-changing self-care. A very timely book, I would say. Now, Rani selected four instead of five books in this segment, all terrific picks, by the way, and I loved listening to her voice and humor here. But toward the end, she's asking listeners and readers to recommend the fifth Desi book to her on social media. So you can follow her on Twitter or Instagram. The links are in the transcript, or you can just search for at Ranster Monster. I'll spell that out for you. R-A-A-N-S-T-E-R-M-O-N-S-T-E-R. Also, please support Rani by sharing her work across social media or buying her book or attending her online book events. Thank you. Hi there. I'm so excited to be here on the Desi Books podcast today. My name is Rani Shaw, and I'm a very recent author of a lovely little book called Wisdom from a Humble Jellyfish and Other Self-Care Routines We Can Take from Nature. So publication is never easy, and I think writing is definitely a journey that, you know, while you're in it, it's really hard to see the end product. So like anybody, I take a lot of inspiration from what's around me to keep going and to come up with new ideas. So this segment, I was asked to mention five they see authors um, from five books I've read. So today I will be honestly talking about four because this actually, this exercise made me realize I actually don't seek out um, South Asian authors when I read, and all the South Asian authors I have read have been completely accidental. So this is kind of a great wake-up call for me that, you know what, maybe I should expand my range. So as a South Asian woman myself, I, you know, it's kind of sad. I, I haven't had that wake-up call yet. So I'm going to start, and one thing I want to focus on with this list is how different each of these authors are. And I think that's really important because I think a lot of times as Desis, we get a lot of pressure from just family and society and, you know, whether it's what you should wear or who you should be with and what career you should pursue or what your hobbies should be, what songs you like. And I think it's really easy to fall into this curse, I guess, of I should be doing this. And so I think the authors I'm going to mention today have all done something very different. And I think, I think it's really worth mentioning that. So I want to start my list and these are in 
honestly no particular order, so I don't want anyone to think I'm picking favorites. And the first one I'm going to start with is probably the first one I read, and that would be One World Schoolhouse by Sal Khan, published in 2012. Sal Khan is not the Bollywood actor, Salman Khan. No, they do share the same name. So his actual name is Salman Khan, but he goes by Sal Khan. Sal Khan is the founder of Khan Academy. And if you're unfamiliar, Khan Academy is not only what got me largely through high school and college, um, but they are a platform where there's videos teaching things like basic arithmetic all the way to high, high levels of algebra and geometry. So Salcon, you know, his inc- an incredible TED talk, definitely check it out. This entire book is about just the education system. And I think this book really touched me because again, this came out in 2012 and I was a sophomore in college then. And I think I struggled in college. I was studying engineering and it, it wasn't my forte. That would be an understatement. Like I did it, but it was very largely, you know, I'm in this, I might as well finish it kind of thing. So it wasn't my passion, wasn't my interest by any means. So I think reading this book really made me realize that the feelings I felt about how math was taught, how science was taught, how education was approached, um, maybe might not be the best. And I think this just made me feel validated. I think I've always felt like there are better ways to understand like your math classes. There are better ways to teach um, and, you know, like no shade to Kumon, get it? Like <laughs> my parents are my personal Kumon. Like, you know, like, yes, that works for some people, but I don't think it's a sustainable way to teach and to learn and to inspire. So One World Schoolhouse by Salcon. Absolutely love that book. I think it really just just makes you want to learn. And so I think even his background is amazing. I think like he was a former banker and he fell into education just by tutoring his niece. And I think it just shows depth that, you know, you can start in one place and end somewhere really holistic. So that's my number one. My number two, um, I'm just going to go in chronological order of what I read. So that's the order for today. Um, This one might seem cliche, but hear me out. This one is Why Not Me? by Mindy Kaling, published in 2015. So I know she has two books out. This one is, I think, the only one I read. So that's why I'm mentioning it. This book is of my list. So Mindy Kaling, you know, is a writer herself. Um, She's trained in the arts. She has written plays. She's written screen, you know, like a screenwriter, like in the office. We know her as an actress as well. But this book I want to call out because this is like the first book like someone pop culturally South Asian I can remember writing like I'm sure we had like I know Padma Lakshmi is huge you know we've had a lot of a lot of South Asian women write but I think this is like the first pop culture icon that I can really think of and her experiences are just so different from mine and that like she pursued the arts professionally and you know I think you know she grew up in like New England and just had like a very different experience but I think it's so important to note that because it's a light read it's very fun but it also just talks about her career and her struggles a bit and I think she's so candid and I just really enjoyed that book so also her background I just I love how she just you know she doesn't fit into this mold that like I think a lot of our family insists we must fit into so she's that was delightful I love that book 
my next one on here is one I actually just finished. So The Checklist Manifesto by Atul Gawande, published in 2009. So I actually read this book because, so during the day, I work as a um, social media and content manager at a tech company, and I had a project involving checklists. So I thought I would get involved and inspired about all things checklists. So Atul Gawande um, is a very very notable surgeon and very notable author and um yes he is like your classic basic doctor but he has gone above and beyond you know he has helped international organizations come up with better ways to reduce deaths in surgery so again it's like he pursued something he truly loved and really made an impact out of it it wasn't just to appease somebody so this book talks about you know, my book is about the wisdom from a humble jellyfish. His is basically wisdom from a humble, humble checklist. And this really has changed the way I approach planning and anything. And if you are going into a medical procedure soon or having something done, I recommend like getting this book. It basically breaks down like the basics of what doctors and surgeons have to do before they kind of gruesomely cut into you. And it's just a really awesome insight. This book actually think maybe want to become a doctor a little bit so i just finished this one a month or two ago but very fun read i like this one a lot and Atul Gawande, you're a cool guy you like some cool stories in there so that was awesome <laughs> and then my last one this one is kind of cool because like i totally tweeted out at her and she responded and i felt like we could maybe maybe be friends so who knows um she lives in new york and i do too so i just feel like hey we could be friends Let's grab a drink. Um, her name is Priya Krishna, and she wrote a wonderful cookbook called Indianish, published last year in 2019. So this book, let me, okay. First of all, cookbooks are 100% considered books. So before you even get into that, cookbooks are totally books. So I really enjoy cooking. And I think a lot of us, when we cook, we kind of like go into this manic like Google like, you know, like start Googling, like, how do you make chole? Like, how do you make dosa? And then you start Googling things like, I need to make a garlic sauce. And it's like, fine, we have like the world's repository of information at our fingertips, but it's hard to find recipes that like, you don't have to change anything in and like recipes that have very clearly written instructions that like actually legitimately make sense. And this sounds like I don't know how to cook, but here's the thing giving instructions on how to like make yourself food and having a universal understanding on those instructions is way harder than I think we give authors credit for and Indianish is all about they see food like inspired in our kitchens like you know this book Priya Krishna writes a lot about her mom and like these like amazing recipes she's like thrown together as like a lot of her mothers can and she documents them documents a story but also gives like a twist on these ingredients that like a rational person with a job and family could make it's not like like you know it's not like you're slaving over the stove for three hours simmering a sauce like it's just like something you could reasonably do and they taste so good and like i'm telling you one of the recipes in here there's a sabudana kitchen recipe i'm gujarati this is a very big thing for us um I think it's also a South Indian thing, but I don't know, for some reason, like, my family's picked it up as well, and I've never been able to, like, make it, and I asked my mom, but, you know, nothing can beat my mom's cooking, but this came so close, and I think being able to dissect measurements and 
understanding what different spices are and how to make it taste like an actual homemade meal not something you'd buy from Trader Joe's. Again, no shade to Trader Joe's. Um, I think that's a real feat. So Indianish. Um, it's a great, great cookbook. It's also illustrations by hate copy, like what's not to love. Um, really recommend that, especially, you know, if you're hungry, pick that book up. So those are my four and I wish I had five. So I think what I'm going to do is I would love, love, love if you're listening to this podcast, you know, like find me on social. Um, I'm at Ronster Monster, R-A-A-N-S-T-E-R Monster. Um, and like, you know, recommend some of your favorite South Asian authors to me. Like what are some books I should be reading? Like clearly I am really up the whole nonfiction train. Like I really do prefer nonfiction books. Um, open to anything, but if you feel like there's a trend in these books or something you think I'd enjoy, please tell me. I I really don't like, I'm not, I mean, I, I guess I like it. I just, I'm not used to it. I'm not used to talking about accomplishments. I think it's really tough for me. Um, I think it's easier to sit behind a computer screen and type out, here's, you know, here's a cool book emoji. I wrote it and tweet it out. I think it's way easier, but let me talk about my book for a second. It's called Wisdom from a Humble Jellyfish. And if you're a fast reader, you can probably read it within an hour and a half. Um, if you're a slow reader, you can probably read it in two and a half hours. And um, the whole book is about animals. So each section is about a different animal or a plant. And I talk about science and its amazing features. I'm a total biology nerd, love nature and systems and ecosystems and I talk about different traits these animals have and how based on their natural biological patterns they're doing things in the way they function that really allows them to sustain their life for longer and I'm not talking about oh you know insects eat food to live no I'm talking about the way insects hunt or the way that elephants interact with one another. They're very purposeful and they're meaningful and they're meant for long-term care for their species and their families and themselves. And there's these intrinsic lessons, I think, that we can learn from them. So it ties back to self-care. So each animal has a self-care element. And it's also delightfully illustrated. Um, Gemma Carell is one of my favorite artists. And she, you know, she had, she said yes to illustrating my books. I'm thrilled by that check it out. Um, you can go to hc.com backslash jellyfish to see a retailer near you that sells it. I would encourage you, however, if you're listening to this, as enticing as it is to go to Amazon. I get it. I'm also a Prime member. I get it. Try to go to your local bookstore. You could do curbside pickup. You know, you could, there's a lot of options out there. So just try to support your local bookstore. Um, there's a lot happening right now, so maybe spread a little light with them. And I think this book that sounds weird to say I wrote it, but I think it's something that any age group, you know, your parents or your siblings or your friends, um, you know, let them borrow it. Do a little book share. Um, socially distant, of course. <laughs> so check it out. Um, my name is Rani Shah, and I'm so excited to have had the chance to speak to you all today. Have a wonderful, wonderful week ahead of you. Stay hydrated. It's okay, indulge on some desserts, but most of all, just keep reading and keep learning. Thank you.
You've been listening to episode 6 of Desi Books. News and views about Desi literature from the world over. Tune in next week for episode 7. Follow on Twitter at Desi Books and tag the account if you have requests or suggestions. Email at hellodesibooks at gmail.com. Stay healthy, keep reading, and write well.